0: you know, the job wasn't the answer and I kind of knew that, I kind of knew that it didn't matter which corporation or which business I worked for or what perks they had, it wasn't ever going to be enough for me Uh, and that I wanted more and I didn't know what more looked like but I just knew in my heart that there had to be something else to live for than just working until I died.
1: I'm Luca Reedy and welcome to the Feeling Alive podcast. I believe there are five key areas of life that, when we harness, enables us to live an empowered and fulfilled life. Each episode, I'll interview experts on different aspects of one of these five key areas, which I call the five pillars. Medicine, men, move, mission, and migrate. You see, I'm tired of seeing the immense potential of those around me go unrealized and unserved. The best version of yourself exists right now. It's time to wake up.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Feeling Alive with Luca Reedy. I'm here in Bali, in Changgu, at a beautiful resort in nature where I think we all belong, doing another podcast. And this week, it's gonna be on migration, the fifth pillar. Migration is a key element if you're on a journey of personal transformation of getting from the old environment and into the new environment. And it consists of many things. So, for instance, you might be in a toxic mindset and shifting those old old belief patterns. You might be in a toxic friend group or friends that aren't nourishing you and you need to shift out of that in order to realize who you are. And in this case, I'm here with Stephanie Gorton, Steph Gorton, the founder of House of Hobby and a business coach, a startup business coach. And I've had the pleasure of hearing her story through my girlfriend Danielle and through breakfast, over breakfast this morning. And it is really a crucial message that I think everyone can relate to. I personally can as well. And that's being a slave to a cubicle. So when we talk about being a slave to the cubicle, we can imagine having limited connection And Working on something that you're not passionate about and Steph was there and Steph took a leap of faith a Courageous leap to start living a life on purpose and following her heart And I want to talk about what it's required and for her and her story on how to get there So you can have something to take home and use to make that courage or to take that courageous leap yourself so welcome, Steph.
0: Thank you so much. Hug. Oh, yay. <laughs> Hugs.
2: Awesome. So Steph, obviously gave you the, the rundown of who you are, what you've done, your story, which is magical. Tell us about what it, what it felt like for you being a slave to the cubicle, where you work, what happened.
0: Yeah, cool. So um, I would pretty much spent most of my life uh, just working into whatever jobs I, I fell into. and. Fortunately for me, I'm a pretty driven person. So for me it was like, cool, you're good at these things. You know, people were telling me that I was good at it. So I just kept falling into the same old routines, the same old habits, uh, and eventually worked my way, never went to university, uh, but eventually worked my way up into a position uh, in a retail chain called Aldi. Uh, which is Mm. the supermarket company Mm. and we uh i there i got a really amazing corporate job definitely the highest point of my corporate career uh working uh in their head office doing uh purchasing all the stuff for the stores and you know doing the logistics and the manufacturing chain and all that sort of stuff Uh, and it was amazing it was a you know high level six figure salary uh really really high pressure job, 10 12 hour days every single day really high expectations really low emotion working for a german company and uh, for me, it was the pinnacle of my career at that point. I was 24 years old and I was like, cool, like you've made it, you've, you know, you've hit gold. Uh, but after about four years or well, three years of working there, I kind of realized I couldn't go anywhere else, you know, like I didn't know where else I was supposed to move to. Um, there was no progression unless you had a degree. Uh, so I could only do side steps or get another job. And at this stage, I remember one day being down on the beach with a girlfriend and I was just about to turn 27. And I remember thinking to myself, there has to be more to my life because I could quit Audi today and I could go get another job. But then in three years' time, I'm going to be back here where I am right now thinking there's got to be more. You know, the job wasn't the answer, and I kind of knew that. I kind of knew that. It didn't matter which corporation or which business I worked for or what perks they had. It wasn't ever going to be enough for me Uh, and that I wanted more. And I didn't know what more looked like, but I just knew in my heart that there had to be something else to live for than just working until I died or working until I retired Mm. so I could die. Um, Mm. So, yeah, that was really where I kind of had the the realization that there had to be more. and, And I just started... Getting out of my comfort zone more often and trying new things and doing new things and meeting new people and having new conversations. Really freaking awkward meet and greets, people like, you know, having conversations with people I didn't know, um, people who were not my people. Uh, just trying to figure out what actually made me passionate, what made me excited, what was I, what got me. Staying up late at night thinking, what well, got me up early in the morning bouncing out of bed, you know? Like really trying to figure that out for myself because I didn't I didn't know
2: what that felt like for me. Amazing. That's really I think a lot of people can really resonate with that. I personally can as well, stuck in the corporate job, not really figuring out what I what it is that who I was or what it is that I love doing. Everyone says live your love and all that. Yeah. Like hoo ha and shit, which you know is true. I call it shit now because that's how I thought of it mm. back in the time. I didn't really know. So like what was, like I remember, he, we spoke over breakfast and I really wanted to like emphasize this. There were times, and you said there was like, Timmy, your partner, good man, he was like your pinnacle through this period because you kept coming home and you were crying. Like, was there, a, was there every day like for a period that you were it coming home? It was
0: getting really bad, yeah. So I, my job, um, I was, you know, like if they're a good business, but I think the more that I started going down this path of self-development, and understanding that there was more and that the closer i got to finding what that was the harder it was to stay stuck where i was um so it it did get to a point where i was coming home crying a lot but mostly it just started from me being just really unhappy Mm -hmm. like i was just lost Mm -hmm. you know like i didn't know how to make myself happy i was constantly relying on other people to make me happy to fill my cup up and that was where the disconnect was happening was because when i was alone which i was scared to be alone all of the time because i would have to deal with my own shit and that was really hard for me so um i guess really for me it was yeah having somebody around that pushed me to do the things that made me uncomfortable um and for me that was my partner tim but for a lot of the people who i've gone through this process with it's been a friend or a mentor or a coach or somebody that has just asked them the questions or made them do the things when they didn't want to. Mm. Because usually the reason that we don't want to do things that we're being called to do is because we're a little bit scared or because something's, we're fear, we've got fear of what people are gonna think of Mm. us. Um, And so that was where for me, um, yeah, having someone there to push me out of that comfort zone was awesome.
2: Yeah, amazing. There's so many different avenues we can go down just by talking to you now, but I'm gonna keep it on point. Um, So you've created House of Hobby you were doing this part-time while you were working full-time at Aldi and I think I can see the correlation of why you found the importance and the value behind um, House of Hobby I think it connects back to you being in a cubicle slaving away with limited connection so now for those who don't know what House of Hobby is and, and you can explain it a bit more in a second House of Hobby brings people together finding through different workshops, creative workshops, I mean, it's gone gangbusters now. Like you slaved away at it mm. i wouldn't say slaved away at it because you, you probably loved doing it but you love doing it but there was some aspect of, course of slaving.
0: slaving i think even if you they say if you love what you do you never work a day in your life which is bullshit. because
1: <laughs> honestly the more
0: you love what you do the harder you work to, to yeah, eventuate yeah, it to make it happen totally to actualize it right totally so i think that that's that's bullshit, but it's work that you love to do so it makes you excited to do it yeah. but yeah I, I hustled really really hard
2: yeah yeah interesting I, i've been watching some stuff on hard work lately and i think i've been relating to this because we're we're on our new venture now and like i could actually work 20 hours a day mm. because i have the energy to put into this mm-hmm. thing like this one's talking about it i love it mm. and there's a dangerous aspect of still grinding and working away and i yeah. think that we've got this old mindset this old belief system that says to be something of yourself or to be successful, we need to work hard. Mm. I think it's essential in the starting phase, but also remember that we've got a life here that we need to live. Yeah. And that's more important. But let's just talk about that's like I said, that's another aspect that we can go down, another path we can go down. But what happened with House the Hobby? What do you do? What does it do? How has it helped you? How has it helped many people and create a community?
0: I created a business because it was what I wished was there when I was going through my shit. So when I was coming out of this phase of being lost and you know, nearly single and you know, before I met my partner, I I found myself quite nearly single after a pretty heavy heartbreak and a very toxic relationship. And uh, had the realization that I didn't know what made me happy outside of my relationships. And so I um, started going to all different sorts of events and and at workshops and self-development seminars and everything just trying to find my passion so that I could spend my hours on my own with something to work on that lit me up, mm. as opposed to just sitting there watching Netflix or mm. you know reading an, uh, you know a, a book or a non-fiction novel or you know scrolling Instagram and stalking my exes and <laughs> things like oh, that, listen. which you know damaging kind of uh, habits that I'd gotten into. Uh, so House of Hobby has been created to provide. We do arts and crafts workshops, but really that's just a vehicle for delivering a message, and the message is that. We need to be taking more time to figure out what lights us up. Mm-hmm. And we need to be taking more time out to figure out who we are externally outside of the out of outside of our worlds, outside of the people in our in our sphere, outside of our jobs. Like who actually are we to our core? And getting to know that by coming along to workshops and meeting like-minded people, mm-hmm. um, creating being part of a community, we have lots of fun. Like we have bottomless booze. Like it's fun. It's fun based. You have bottomless booze? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun based. Not really any people do doer because that's not the community that we. Yeah, totally. right? But still. But it knows what they what the bottomless booze actually allows. It allows people to see that we're not there to judge them on their art or their craft. We're there to actually create an experience and have a fun time. Mm. So for House of Hobby, it's about helping women to reconnect in find out what makes them happy outside of their world and we have a lot of women who come alone and it's so fucking beautiful because we get messages all the time from women who are like hey are your workshops only for groups because I want to come on my own but I'm kind of scared like mm. will there be someone to talk to um, so we really facilitate that environment where people feel safe from walking in. It's Amazing. Really awesome.
2: That's yeah. awesome. I love this story because you go from slaving away in a cubicle to realising you need more connection you have this insatiable drive to figure out who you are and to connect with like minded people because the people, let's just be honest, the people that you were surrounded by weren't nourishing you and supporting you. Correct. And I mean, geez, that's a that's nearly half over half the population, right? Yeah. Like people just don't get us or know us. Or well, yeah. they might spend years with us, mm-hmm. but they do that actually never know, really us. know us. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why I love it so much. But for you, so you've actually now employed ten people. I mean you came and you had the pleasure of taking a couple of days off and coming to Bali when we we're lucky enough to meet you here in this beautiful place. So you've really by following your heart you've really found something here that has supported you in many many ways. Yeah. And You've just started business coaching too, because you've obviously they've seen the success of House of Hobby, mm. employing ten people. Now you're helping coach people do the same thing. Yes. So you're like you're giving back to those people. Absolutely. That are like giving back to you and House yeah. of Hobby. So explain a little bit about that, because I think there might be some people listening and watching that yeah. might be interested in. Working yeah. Yeah.
0: Look, it's it's one of those things where like I never thought that this would be my reality um, and I, I really um, came from a background where the first time I was, someone suggested I start a business I was like oh that's not for me because people who have businesses have something special about them and I wasn't special so like I really came from that like that worth vibe um, where I didn't really think that it that I was worthy enough to have anything special to say or to especially not to leave people Um, And I think that what I've learned over the past, it's only been two years since I started House of Hobby, but I think what I've learned over the past two years is that you just need someone sometimes to believe in you slightly more than you believe in yourself and someone to, someone to hear you and say, that is a great idea. You can do that, babe. I believe in you. Like, so if you have that one person, that sounding board, that one person that pushes you that little bit further, that little bit further out of your comfort zone, um, You know, you can achieve massive things and we've had 30 women now of almost 35 women go through uh, the course that I run, the 12 week course for startups and for me seeing them have the the realization over the 12 weeks that they can and that it is an opportunity for them and they actually can do it um has just been so beautiful and, and for me it's about it's not about making money it's not about all that sort of like that you know that bullshit but for me it's about helping women to actually see that you can have the life of your dreams and it is for you you can have those things
2: so good i love it i love what you do and i love supporting you um okay now a lot of people are going to be like listening to this and going Fuck. she's like speaking to me and just speaking no, I hope to me. Hope so. <laughs> totally, 100%. That's why I love sharing it. And that's why I wanted to interview you. What's one thing for those people listening and going, shit, I'm the slave in the cubicle? What's one thing that they can take away now? Because I'm big on this. People need to get something that they can start waking up, like living a life mm-hmm. on purpose. What's one thing that you've done that's worked for you that you can recommend someone watching or listening to take action and take that leap of faith?
0: So for me, it's for me, the, the game changer was realizing what I was passionate about. And for me, what I was always passionate about was something that for my whole life, I'd been told was a negative or a bad thing. Um, and that's that I talk too much. <laughs> mm. um, but speaking was my passion. and speaking to my girlfriends, having conversations, having high level, um, you know, DNMs, like whatever it might have been throughout my life, um, in any shape or form, I loved talking. I've been fired from jobs for talking too much. I was put out of like classroom because I talk too much. I have been told that I'm too loud and too opinionated and all the things, but that was the thing that I kept doing, even though everyone said that it was bad, that was the thing that I kept doing. That was the thing that made people like me. Mm. All the people I surrounded myself with were in love with the fact that I loved a convo. I was always up for a chat, you know? Uh, And so I've created businesses where that is my job. We run arts and crafts workshops at House of Hobby, but we bring creatives in. And I get to just walk around and talk to people Mm. for the whole three hours. I have business coaching now. I get to just talk to people for hours and hours and hours on end. 12 weeks in fact, which (laughs) is amazing. Um, And I think that you already know what you're good at. And deep down, you've been told your whole life that you're good Mm. at it. And if you can find a way to harness that and to bubble, bundle that up and express it in a way that helps others, I got goosebumps, but that's your calling. Like yeah. that's where it's at, you know?
2: I got goosebumps too. Yeah. That's like mic drop. I don't have a <laughs> mic, but if I did, <laughs> if it I would did have drop. been dropped. Um, that's key. So find out like what you're doing, that what you love doing right now, or what you notice is like a reoccurring yeah. pattern in your life that you actually enjoy doing, but not some people might actually say that it's annoying aspect of you but you just can't help yourself continue doing that thing
0: like for some Buy people that. it's like you're a great listener or you're super organized or you're mm. really efficient you know like if you're someone who's really efficient maybe you could be helping people systemize their businesses if you're someone who's really organized maybe you could be a really awesome virtual assistant if you're somebody who is a really great listener maybe you should look into you know being you know a, a, a life coach or a mindset creature a psychologist or a shrink like Use those things that you're good at, that you're inherently naturally good at, because those things are the things that make you special, other the things that make you different.
2: That's epic. I love it. We're going to wrap it up at that. I think everyone's got the point um, that we can, we, we have tools and we have people that have done it before, and getting out of that place, that old environment that doesn't nourish you, and stepping into the, the new environment, that starts supporting you and starts giving you more of those positive feelings. So I love that. Now, I'm gonna link up your Instagram, your website, all of your goodness to people that wanna reach out to you and I'll make sure that they can and I'll we'll share it around everywhere. And are you accepting anyone in your business, startup business?
0: Yeah, so we have uh, applications open for 2020 round of the next phase of our intensive course. Epic. Uh, so I think we have four or five spots left at the moment. So yeah.
2: Epic, cool. I'll link that up so if people wanna work with you in there. Cause I think you're gonna get a few people. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you so much guys.
2: Thank you so much. Epic episode. Can't wait to share it with you all. Have a beautiful day and remember, it is time to wake up. Take care.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the end. I'm incredibly grateful to share these magical lessons and experiences with you here. Please, if you can do anything right now, adopt the takeaways that our guests give you in each episode and use it in your life and share it with your loved ones because that's what matters. And remember this, Socrates once said, the secret to change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. It's time to wake up, my friends.